Well, good afternoon. It's so good to see each and every one of you uh, from, from our, our regular members that we see at every, uh, every opportunity that we are together to those that are visiting with us. Uh, it's just a, a, a wonderful afternoon for us to, to be gathered together and to be delving into God's Word. Now, if you want to go ahead and open in your songbooks to number 407, I'm, I'm not going to be up here that long. Now, I know that is, that is quite possibly the easiest lie for a preacher to say, uh, but I, I assure you, I, I don't have a lot prepared uh, for this afternoon because I, I wanted to do something that I, I haven't done much of here in the past. I want to spend some time looking at, the, at uh, the songs that we sing, spend some time studying the hymns that we sing. I asked um, Carl if he, would, if he would help me out in that and, uh, as he picked out his songs. Uh, and so I'd like to kind of focus our minds this afternoon as we, as we think about these words that we sing and the, the songs and what they mean and, and what it is that we are singing when we, see those, when we say those words and we praise God with our lips what it is that we're talking about. I want you to think back long before any of us to the year of 1862. 1862, the, the, the country was in, in turmoil and was in suffering great division because we were in the middle of the Civil War. There was a lot of, of fighting going on. There were families split apart. The country was literally torn in half. And at the time, Abraham Lincoln was trying his very best to restore peace to the country. Now, this is something that, that wouldn't happen for another three years. But there was something else that happened in 1862 that is just uh, fascinating to me. On a, on a beautiful spring morning, a man by the name of Joseph Henry Gilmore, who is a, a young evangelist, on his way to, uh, to, to go and fill in for a, a man that was not able to, to preach that particular morning. He was going to preach in his stead. And on his way to the church where he was going to be filling in, he was going over his thoughts and, his, and in his mind of what he was going to preach on. If you want to go ahead and open your Bibles to the 23rd Psalm. He was going to be preaching out of the 23rd Psalm. And it was a, a sermon that not only, or a psalm, excuse me, not only that he's familiar with, but it was a sermon that he'd preached before. It was not a, 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 some, something that was new. It was something that he had uh, spoken about many times. But something about this day, something about this, this time that he was going to be presenting these words was different. Whether it was the civil unrest, whether it was the, the uncertainty that the nation was in at that time, uh, you know, Lincoln's leadership had been called into question. People were looking uh, at the president and saying, fix the problem, and the, and the fix wasn't there. But whatever it was, as this young man stood in the pulpit and spoke the words from this psalm, they struck him in a way like never before. I can't help but think of how that must have felt in 1862 with a country divided. I don't think it's very hard for us to look out and around us and see that we are a country Divided, certainly not to the point of picking up arms uh, uh, right now, and hopefully, hopefully, never again. But, but we we certainly are, are very divided in what's going to happen next, and there's a lot of uncertainty, and we're not for sure um, what the course of our future is. But in times like this, as as they did in that day, it's good for us to turn to God's word. Read with me, Psalm 23. It says, "The Lord is my shepherd; I shall not want." He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for You are with me. Your rod and Your staff, they comfort me. 
You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You have anointed my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and loving kindness will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. In the back of his mind, as he was reading these words, he couldn't help but think about how comforting these words were in giving the nation's present condition. In fact, no matter what the nation decided to do, no matter what the president decides to do, no matter what the generals of that day decided to do, no matter what consequences they faced, he knew something. He leads me. Later, in other writings of Gilmore, um, he recalled he recalled that uh, what was going on as he read those verses. He said, I realize it makes no difference how we are led or whether we are led, so long as we are sure God is leading us. After the service, several members stood around outside, as, as uh, we often still do today, uh, discussing the things that were talked about, and specifically the sermon and the situation that the country was in, the distress of the Civil War. And Gilmore took out a pencil, and on the back of his sermon notes, he began to write down the words that he had preached that day and the words that he was hearing around him and the thoughts, words that we would later go home and develop into a poem. And the next morning, he woke up and he gave that poem to his wife, and he completely forgot about it. Didn't think another thing of it. But she, unbeknownst to him, mailed the poem to a magazine called The Watchman and Reflector magazine. And then sometime later, a man by the name of William Bradbury reading the poem, decided it would be good to put it to music. And he published it as a song in the Golden Censor hymn book. Now fast forward from this time. This is all going on in 1862. If we fast forward to the year 1865, some three years later, <coughs> Mr. Gilmore um, had left Philadelphia where he'd been living for, uh, for New York. He was going to, to try out for a, a preaching position in Rochester, New York. And as he's there and he's scanning the hymn book of the, in this, this church and is looking at what song would be good to go with his sermon that afternoon, lo and behold, for the first time, he stumbles upon his poem set to music. Number 407 in our songbooks, He Leadeth Me. <clears throat> now, I think that is just a great story. When I heard that story for the first time, I just remember thinking that, that is, that is really cool. That is such a, a, a fascinating uh, turn of events and how that went down. But then the more I thought about it, I thought 150 years. That's about what that was. 150 years ago, and we are still singing this song. 150 years ago, and we are still in turmoil. 150 years ago, and we still need to realize who is leading us. Let's read verse 1 together. Verse 1 says, He leadeth me, O blessed thought. O words with heavenly comfort fraught, whate'er I do, where'er I be, still tis God's hand that leadeth me. This is the very first verse of this, <clears throat> uh, of this song. And in this very first verse, it teaches us the need for God's leadership in our lives. Let me ask you a question. Have you noticed the goose population on Lake Street lately? It's dwindled quite a bit. There's, there's not a lot there, and, and no, it's not because of oncoming traffic. There's this uh, 
thing, this, this ability that birds have as it starts to get cold, they head south for the winter. God built birds to go south for the winter. And they don't have GPS and they don't have maps and they don't even have a calendar, but somehow when things start to get cool, they cut ties and they head south. And I'm going to show you, or I want to think about that and think that man is not made in that way. We were not given a built-in system that directs us. We were rather given free will. Free will to make our own choices and free will to make our own mistakes. We can choose if we want to come or if we want to go. We can choose if we want to stay or if we want to follow. But even though we don't have a built-in direction system, that does not mean that we can direct ourselves. Jeremiah chapter 10 verse 23 says, It is not in man to direct his own steps. The fact is we need some guidance in our lives. If we think back to the imagery of the 23rd uh, chapter of Psalm, we need to recognize <coughs> we need to recognize who we are in that psalm. We are the sheep. And I want to tell you something, and, and especially, especially you young ones here today. I want you all to listen to this. Because I don't know a whole lot about sheep. I don't know a whole, whole lot. You know, I've, I've spent a little bit of time around them. I know that they're white and they're fuzzy and they're kind of cute. But the one thing that I really know about sheep, that sheep are dumb. Sheep are very, very Dumb. They're among some of the dumbest creatures on earth. They don't know what they are doing, and without a leader or a, or a shepherd, they will go astray. They will walk right off a cliff. There's a reason shepherds will leave their flock and go find one lost sheep. Because if they don't, they're going to have 10 or 20 or 100 lost sheep because they're just going to follow right along with the one that went astray. Sheep get into trouble. If someone doesn't lead them to good food, they will literally eat all the, all the green grass in a field and then die. If someone takes them to where they need to get their next meal, if someone doesn't take them to warmth, they'll freeze. And guess what? You and I, we are sheep. And we do a lot of foolish, foolish things. But the good news is we haven't been left alone. Our awesome God offers His leadership and His care. And verse 1 of this song points out what a blessed thought that is. That the Creator cares and wants to be our leader. And it's not only important to notice, though, that God desires to lead. It's important to notice that we have a need to be led. Read verse 2 with me. <clears throat> verse 2 says, Sometimes mid scenes of deepest gloom, Sometimes where Eden's bowers bloom, by, water, by waters still, or troubled sea, still tis his hand that leadeth me. We must be seeking God's leadership at all times. You see, it's easy when difficulties arise. I think that's kind of our, our natural response when things get hard, whether it be a sickness or, or, or a death. Whenever we are facing those troubled seas, a lost job. Maybe it's, it's problems at home. Maybe it's problems in the church. Whenever things get tough, whenever things get difficult, it's really, really easy. And it's important for us to turn to God and to look to God for, for leadership. When we don't know what to do, we need to pray to God. We need to be asking Him to show us the way. And in James chapter 1, and verse 5, He says He will. James chapter 1, and verse 5 says that if we pray for wisdom, He's going to give us wisdom. Not only do we need to pray, we need to consider God's Word. 
Remember over in Psalm chapter 119, the 119th Psalm, verse 105 says, Your word is a lamp to my feet, a light to my path. We need to look to God to discern our path. But did you notice? Did you notice what, what these words that, that we sing in the song? In verse 2, it says, By waters still or troubled seas? Even gives this idea of Eden's bowers bloom. So about when things are going really, really good. You know, it's easy when things are not going good, when we've, we've messed up, when we've, we've done things that are wrong, we've made mistakes. It's important for us to turn to God. But even when things are going great and we're doing what's right, we need to be turning to God and saying, help me stay on this right path. Help me stay and not to be proud and not to get full of myself. Help me to see that I still... I still need you. Now, I absolutely love this about this song. It's one of my, my favorite verses in this song because it's this reminder that we need God's guidance all the time. We need God's guidance in those troubled times, but we need God's guidance when things are going great as well. At times of rest and joy and peace, I need the Lord in those moments as well. In fact, there is never a time that I, I don't need God. God wants our trust. He wants our hands outstretched to Him from our first moments all the way up to our last. That's what verse 3 starts to talk about. It says, And when my task on earth is done, when by Thy grace the victory's won, even death's cold wave I will not flee, since God through Jordan leadeth me. God's leadership... God's leadership is, is a great thing for us to have. It's a necessary thing for us to have. But we also need to understand where God's leading us. He's leading us to heaven. He's leading us home. And there will come a day when time is over. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 27 says that, that for some that day will be in death. It is appointed unto man once to die, and after this the judgment. 1 Thessalonians 5 uh, talks about uh, there, there will come a day when the Lord will return. And those that have not, have not tasted death yet, we will, we will uh, have to, we, when the Lord returns, we will see the, the end of time in that day. But whenever that moment arrives, and the thing is, we don't know. We have no assurance as to when that moment is going to arrive. But when it does, will we stand confidently before our shepherd who has brought us home? Well, we realize our place as sheep, standing in line behind the shepherd as he turns around and says, we've made it. We're home. Or will we be the opposite of verse 3? Will we be the ones that are afraid in death? That run from death's cold wave? Notice what it says, I know... I know by the grace, when by the grace the victories won, I know that by God's grace I have victory. 1 Corinthians 15 talks about victory over death. We have that. 1 John 5 verse 4, we talked about this this morning. We have victory over sin. Christ, God, leads us to victory and He leads us to life everlasting. Don't you want to go? 
as we sing this song, is that what the, the thoughts that go through your mind? Because I know when I sing this song, that's exactly what I think. Is I am so ready. I so desire to go. But I don't want to go alone. I want you to go with me. To do, that, to do that, we must be faithful. And we must submit to Him as our leader. And as the chorus says, and we sing over and over again, He leadeth me. He leadeth me. By His own hand, He leadeth me. This afternoon, I would ask you, who, who's leading you? Is it man? Because if that be the case, that, that won't work. It's the devil. That absolutely is not going to work. As we stand and as we sing this song, I would ask that you consider the relationship that you have with God. If He is not leading you, then you are not walking towards heaven. This afternoon, if there is absolutely anything that I can do, whether it be assisting you with beginning your life with Him, or whether it's somehow you have stepped off that path that He leads us on, and you desire the prayers of the saints here, won't you please let it be known? Don't wait. God stands and He is ready and He is desiring to lead you. Won't you come now as we stand and as we sing?